You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Sunday every year that we specifically highlight to really speak on this incredibly important topic. And I was reminded this week as I was preparing for this message on the Liberty Bell. Many of you would know about the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia. I love American history. I think I know, I I think I can stand toe to toe with most Americans on my American history knowledge because when we had to sit for our citizenship, we had to learn all these things. And you guys feel free to kind of like segue your way out. I know you've been working hard this morning. But I was reminded of the story of the Liberty Bell, which was actually a gift to the Americans from the English. It was a gift from London. Do you know that the Liberty Bell was gifted to America before America was a free nation? It predated the Revolutionary War. So how ironic that England, the very nation that America would eventually be emancipated from was the one to remind America of their freedom. You should be a free people. And in fact, there is a scripture written on the Liberty Bell found in Leviticus. It says, proclaim liberty. I mean, what were they doing? Their overlords sent this to them. They were prophesying, thank you, Fifi. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. So I just wanted to spend a little bit of time ministering and really imparting to you today a very profound prophetic truth that even the people of London, back when they were the overlords of America, could not deny. And that is this, that even though you may not be living in freedom right now, Freedom was God's gift to you. Just like the Liberty Bell was gifted to America when they were still under British rule, they weren't experiencing that freedom. It was a sign of God's intent and intention for them. So I wanna start by reading this scripture. It's found in the book of uh, Galatians, chapter five, verse one. It's gonna come up on the screen here. It says this. Stand fast, somebody say stand fast. Stand fast fast, therefore in this liberty or this freedom by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke. Now a yoke is something they would put on somebody to control them, a yoke of bondage. So right now in this service, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just take a minute, maybe close your eyes if you can because this service is all about you having an encounter with God, having a moment of ministry with the Holy Spirit, who the Bible says is our helper. Just close your eyes and just imagine yourself walking toward the Lord. And as you are doing that, chains are falling off. Think about all the things that you wrote on your vision card last Sunday, all the desires and the wishes all the things that you felt you have been barnacled to or shackled to, that you're believing the Lord for freedom this year. Maybe you've been struggling with despair or grief over a loss you've experienced. Maybe you've really struggled with fear this past 12 month period. 
maybe anxiety. I want you to picture those things, those chains, those demonic chains falling off you today. God's gift to you, just like America, gift, uh, England gifted America the Liberty Bell, is freedom. Freedom. God wants you to live a free life. And today God is going to minister to your heart. You're going to go on a journey with God. Just see it. Just see the bitterness coming off. All the grudges you held, the unforgiveness. I think 2020 was a year when a lot of us were assaulted with different things. Maybe dreams and desires you had in your heart that were yet to be fulfilled. And you find yourself today with a level of discouragement and despair. And because the enemy is an opportunist, he looks for those moments to come and entangle us in bondage again. But you are called to be a free person. So on this Sunday, I want you to picture yourself walking toward the Lord and those shackles and those chains coming off. I want to talk to you this morning about how to untangle yourself if you found yourself being yoked again with bondage. God has called you to be a free person. It's God's gift to you. It doesn't come from the government. Somebody say amen. It doesn't come from men. If you're looking for your freedom from other men and the government, you're looking in the wrong direction. Freedom was always God's idea and it is His gift to you. And I believe freedom is gonna ring in this church right here today, this Sunday in Jesus' mighty name. So here's what I wanna do. I wanna just give you a couple of practical keys and then at the end I'm gonna pray and we're gonna really seal this Sunday together. And I'm gonna actually ask the band to come up probably at around, why don't you join me back here in 15 minutes? We're, we're working you guys hard today. But really to, to get unentangled from that spirit of bondage, if you found yourself shackled again and you're rigid and you feel restricted, really the beginning of, of finding and realizing that freedom and getting unentangled is to first examine your ways. Point number one, examine your ways. Here's what I want to caveat this with though. Because a lot of people, when they examine themselves, they do it with a sense of self-judgment or self-condemnation, or shame. I say shame off you today. This is not what I'm talking about. King David had the right tack on how we should examine ourselves in Psalm 139. Oh God, search me. We should always do examination with the doctor, the Holy Spirit in the room. Oh God, search me, know me. Test my every anxious or fearful thought. See that there be no wicked way within me and lead me in the way everlasting. When you examine yourself with the Lord, the big difference is you don't feel uncovered, you feel safe. You don't feel shame, you feel protected, you feel covered. God didn't come to bring condemnation, He came to bring freedom. So you've got to understand when, when you allow yourself to just sit with the Lord and examine yourself, when the Lord comes in, you don't need to be afraid of that. And the Bible says that He's acquainted with all our ways. So to me, then that tells me that there's absolutely no point in trying to hide them. We try to hide stuff from God that He already sees. And He's like, friend, what are you doing? I already knew it was there. And in fact, you're running from the one person that can actually help you. <laughs> 
when we hide our pain and our sin from God, we can't be healed. And God doesn't want to condemn you and judge you. Jesus was condemned and judged on your behalf. He wants to give you freedom. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So we've got to examine our ways. Lamentations 3.40 says this, let us, and I love this because it's a corporate thing and that's what I love about Freedom Sunday. It's not just this one person, it's us, all of us, every single person, examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. My personal testimony is this. I had a trigger in my life where I would find myself bending toward preparing myself for rejection. I would expect to find rejection wherever I went. And it was located because of a trauma in my past. There was a level of bullying, like not intentional because every sibling does it in my family where my sisters would call me all kinds of names. And back when you're a kid and you just can't, you can't rationalize it, you internalize it. And then you carry it around like baggage and it's literally being entangled in those chains like I was talking about at the beginning. And I, this little kid who felt less than, who felt like she didn't belong and she wasn't good enough, then grew up into a big girl and I carried those same chains into my future. And then I'd walk into a room and I wouldn't see a room full of potential friends. You all were trying to hurt me. You weren't potential friends, you were potential threats. And I had to realize one day when I was a woman in my 20s and I was sitting in a car hiding from people as I looked into a glass room at a whole bunch of people having fun who were in freedom and looking at them, prejudging them in my head like they were gonna hurt me and reject me and I kept myself in the car and I sat there in bondage while they were having fun. They were living their best life. But in my head I had this narrative, but thank God, God is not afraid of our mess and he entered my messy situation and he said, Leanne, what are you doing? This isn't freedom, this is bondage. I don't know what your personal story looks like today, but that was mine. But I had to examine myself. Oh my gosh, God, you're right. It's not everybody else. It's me. It's not so much that rejection is finding me, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it and I am finding it everywhere. So insert name and dysfunction here. Let me tell you today, God wants to free you from that. Because can I speak about the fruits of a free woman? I now walk into a room and I don't see people as potential threats and potential herders. I see them as potential friends. I don't walk into a room expecting the worst. I walk in expecting the best. I don't always find it. (laughs) But I've certainly set my default that way. So... Just take a second on this ministry Sunday to think with the Lord as you examine yourself, what is the area that the enemy has got me shackled in? And how does he want to free me today? Stand firm. What does stand firm mean? Maintain your position of freedom. Maintain your position of freedom. Stand firm, therefore, in this freedom and do not allow yourself to be yoked again to, to a spirit of bondage. In order to do that, we can't let wounds go untreated. Because the truth is, 
even though I had and carried a spirit of rejection because of a trauma I'd experienced, and that's how the devil gets in, he's, like I said, he's an opportunist. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 that, tells us to not give the devil an opportunity. You know what that tells me? He's looking for one. He's like a vulture circling around the carcass of pain, looking for a segue into your life. So he can get you in bondage. He's a schmuck. He doesn't follow any codes of war. He really doesn't. Oh, they had a traumatic experience. They just lost a parent. They just went through a divorce. They were just bitterly betrayed. I think I'll leave him alone. No, he, he licks his chops over that stuff. He licks his, he loves it. Understand, he loves that today. So if you can have your eyes open, and realize that if we allow ourselves to come to the Lord in those moments and let Him to minister to us. It wasn't but just a couple of years ago that I was in a situation where one of my friends, and, and uh, rejection hurts more painfully when it comes from somebody that we love and we care about. And this was what I had experienced. And there was an incident where they were very, very unkind. And that's my proper English way of saying it. Very, very unpleasant. Oh dear, they were quite shocking. And uh, I remember feeling, feeling those arrows. How many people in 2020 felt an arrow, loved at their heart from a friend? I mean, it's, it hurts and it should hurt because you actually weren't made for rejection. You were made for acceptance, for God's deep love. And because of the fall of man, we've experienced things that are far, far, far short than what God designed us to, to experience and carry. And as a result, I felt this fire hit my heart like this arrow, this dart. And it, it took my breath away like a, and you too, Brutus moment, like the closest to us. You know, King David said it, he said, the one who has dipped or I have shared my bread with has lifted his heel against me. And can I tell you today, we're in really good company when it comes to betrayal and the wounding of friends. I wish it weren't so, but it is. So what we've got to do as pastors and shepherds is prepare you for this. But in those moments, will you surrender it to the Lord? I remember I couldn't wait after this happened to find my quiet place with God allow him to examine my heart. Oh God, search me and know me. But then say to him, Lord, minister to me. I know you love me. I know you've accepted me because you tell me that every day. Father, I thank you. I choose to forgive them. They hurt me. It was wrong, but I choose to forgive. I will not give the devil an opportunity. So, so when we examine ourselves, it's not to bring shame. It's not to bring condemnation. It's not to make you feel bad. God didn't send Jesus to make you feel bad. He sent Jesus to bring freedom. In fact, Jesus said, my assignment is to destroy the works of the devil. Understand today, that's what we're doing. Those shackles, that shame you feel, that pain, that trigger that constantly has you reverting to the worst parts of your soul, understand today, that's not God's plan for you. God's plan is freedom. You're a free person, able to enjoy relationships, to love people and to be a blessing to this world and to fulfill the assignment that God has put on your life. Examine your ways. Amen. Don't let those wounds go untreated. All right. The second thing 
as we go about the journey of unentangling ourselves from that bondage is we've got to get in agreement with God. This is so important. Amos 3.3 says this, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? And I had this thought as I was processing how I would minister to you today. The reason many of us are struggling in our relationship with God and our quiet times and our intimate moments with the Lord are compromised or hard is simply because we're not in agreement with the Lord about what He said about us often. So we have a whole lot of negative self-talk circling in our head and we have a whole lot of contrary things circling in our head because we're not in alignment with what God has said. And this was true for me when it came to the spirit of rejection that I was really struggling with. Because I had told myself, you're not lovable, you're not likable, you're not as smart as everybody else, you don't have anything to contribute, you're less than. So this would cycle. Can you see how today my thoughts about myself were not in agreement with what God said? So while I was convincing myself that I should be intimidated, the Bible actually says in the book of Timothy, I haven't given you a spirit of fear and intimidation but one of power, love, and a sound mind. But here's a very brutal reality that I want to tell you today. Enough of us aren't spending enough time in the Word of God, so we don't know how to defend ourselves when the enemy speaks. This is the truth. And I wish I could make it easier for you, and I wish a little prayer at the end would change things, but if you're not getting the Word of the Lord on the inside of you, how are you going to agree with what God has said if you don't know what He said? You've got to know what He said, friends. You've got to know what he said, which means you have to create a daily pattern of time with God. Yes, thank you, Fifi. I love it. I got my heavenly hallelujah choir over here. I'm never change. I had to get in agreement with who God says I was. And maybe today you need to find a scripture. You need to go and get that scripture that counteracts the lie that you've been been believing about yourself or give or strengthens the area of weakness if you're struggling today remind yourself of who you are and who God is you are not the re reflection of your past behaviors you are who God says you are but you got to get yourself in alignment with that maybe you got to write out those scriptures pop them on your mirror so every day when you look at your beautiful face in the mirror, you're also seeing a beautiful reminder of who God is. And for the longest time, do you know what I did? I had that scripture from Timothy up on my mirror. And so I would look at myself, but then I would also see a reflection of what God has said. Leanne, God has not given you a spirit, a demon, of fear and intimidation, but one of power. You are powerful. You are not timid. You are not less than. You are not weak. You are strong. You are powerful. One of love. You love people. In a world that wants to stab each other in the back and stab God in the heart every day, Leanne, you are a lover of Christ and a lover of people. And you have a sound mind. You aren't conflicted and tormented in your thoughts. You are not unstable or double-minded. You have a sound mind. And you know what? I've become the reflection of that scripture for the most part. I'm not where I used to be, uh, where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. So today, get in agreement with what God has said. Align your thoughts with the Word of God, but you've got to get in it. 
And my friends, if you don't schedule it, it won't happen. Oh, I'll wait. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and then that. And then last thing tonight, I'm going to, okay, you're going to be sleeping. You had a massive day. And at the end of a massive day, even just reaching to the side table to grab the Bible seems like too much work. So, so can I, I don't want to make this religious and legalistic and tell you to do as I do, but I want to say to you, if you can start, if you can frame your day and reset it, reset, frame your day so your day isn't seizing you, you are seizing your day. You already know what God has said and what you're going to align your thoughts and your words with in Jesus' name. So we've got to get in agreement with the Word of God. But not only that, I, I wanted to bring a little bit of a, a, a greater level of, of brevity and depth to this thought, get in the Word. Because I know a lot of people that know the Bible back to front, but they are messed up. Messed up. They can, they can, ooh, they can argue with you all day long on Instagram. <sighs> Sounds like my yesterday. And, um, but they don't know the God. Hey, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference between knowing about God and knowing Him. You think you know people? You don't know people because of just what you read about them. Do you know Him? Do you know what the Apostle Paul said? And understand, he was a guy who was caught in the very trappings of religion. He knew the Word of God better than anyone in this room prior to having an encounter with God. And yet in the Bible, he says this most amazing thing. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he said, Oh, that you would know him. Yes. Not just hear about him. And listen, when Paul says that, you got to take it to the bank because here's a guy who knew the Word of God and would crucify others in his religious zealotry. He knew the Word. He knew the Torah. He knew the law, but he didn't know the Lord. And, and here's, here's what I want to say. So in all your reading of the Bible, don't overdo it, by the way. It gets very annoying. Don't try to be holier than God, all right? So read the Bible, but then spend time in worship and don't say anything. And you know what I found is really good because I am such a performer and a theatric and an entertainer. If there is words to that music, I'll be singing and then I'll be pretending I'm Darlene Czech or <laughs> Taya Gorkrudger. So I've actually had to, and you're probably not as extra and random as I am, I have actually had to do this. I've had to find worship music without lyrics. Because otherwise I get carried away, I'm in a concert. Shout to the Lord. All the earth, let us sing. Ha! <laughs> so I found, you know, Bethel has the most amazing music to pray by. And, and I can't, you know, I can't sabotage it. And I just sit. And you know what? God speaks to me. What does the Bible tell us in Jeremiah? If you seek for me, you'll find me. And sometimes we can be so noisy and so intent on getting that thing to post on Instagram that we forget to just sit in his presence and know God. Don't just know God's word, know his nature. Then you'll be able to properly deliver God's word because a lot of people out there, you don't know the nature of God. You wouldn't be doing that stuff if you knew the nature of God. 
God is loving, loving, long-suffering, merciful. He said, my mercies are new. Every morning I am slow to anger. Get to know him. Don't just read about him, get to know him. Any relationship, if you just read about your spouse, you wouldn't know them. You gotta know them to really know them. Then you can properly be a representative of them. So in order to to get unentangled from that bondage today, you've gotta get in agreement with God. What has God said? Align your thoughts with what God has said. Align your speech with what God has said. It's gonna take some discipline. It's gonna take some time to really understand to be people of the Word, but not just people of the Word, people of the Spirit. People of the Spirit. Amen, Leanne. Amen, that's good. <laughs> and, then, and then finally, this, uh, this could be its own message, and I, I really felt the Holy Spirit on this as I was preparing for today. And what I'd like you to do, so this last, this last point is actually, it's homework. It's something for you to go and study. But here's what I felt as we were coming into Freedom Sunday and we were talking about being unentangled. We've been in a season where many people have, well, we've all been told to and many people are wearing masks to protect themselves. And listen, I'm not here to talk about the vote for or against masks. That's not what I'm doing. But how many of us who have put on masks to protect ourselves from a virus actually haven't strapped on the armour of God? which will protect you from every enemy. (laughs) Not just the physical ones, but the spiritual ones. And in fact, again, in the book of Ephesians, Paul tells us your wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers that have exalted themselves in the heavenly realms. So I want you to understand today that there is gonna be a resurgence, I feel the Holy Spirit on this, where we are gonna discover what it means to armour up in the Spirit again. Because many of us have been sent out into a world of ravenous wolves and we wonder why we come home bruised, bloody and beaten every day and our mind is full of confusion and our thoughts are running away with us and we feel discouraged and despondent. We haven't armoured up. Put on the whole armour of God. If you want to stay free, if you want to stand firm in that liberty, that freedom that Jesus Christ gifted you, then you gotta armour up, friends. It's time to armour up. Now I'm gonna read this as we come to a close. And this is your homework. You're gonna go home, you're gonna study this. What does it mean to put on the whole armour of God? Ephesians 6, 1 to 18, uh, Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I wish it weren't true, but he has them. He has some schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, ah, which is the Word of God. What does the belt do? I've given you just a little bit of inspiration to take home. It holds everything together. To be fitted with this belt meant that you are ready to face action. It holds the whole uniform together. If you ain't got truth, you ain't got nothing. And the Bible tells us that truth isn't an idea. Truth is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth and the life. You can lie every day and twice on Sundays, but it's still not gonna become true just because you wish it to be. Get the truth. Oh, it'll hold everything together. And the other thing too is it'll keep your pants up. It'll keep you from being ashamed. Breastplate protects the heart. What does Proverbs 4.23 tell us? Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it spring the issues. And I would say today, that is the place where the enemy attacks and that is the place where the Lord wants to minister to. Bible says that God doesn't see as a man sees, He looks at the heart. Christianity is a minister ministry of the heart. Shepherds, pastors minister to the heart. We are not about making the external you better. That will happen as you deal with the internal you. A lot of churches, they're happy if you just look right, we're not. We don't want you to look right, we want you to be right. We want you to be right. We won't pretend. That's why we have a Vision Sunday. That's why we have a Freedom Sunday. That's why we have our DNA courses where you're like, ooh, pastor, you're getting all up in my business. Listen, we're not doing it because we're a bunch of gossips and we've got no lies. We're doing it because we're ministers of the heart and we want you to live free and we want you to have a flourishing, thriving life and live and love and enjoy other people. Okay, that was the breastplate. Guard your heart. Keep it up. Oh, the enemy attacks the heart. I've seen him do it time and time and again and many disenfranchised Christians who have left church, not because they disagree with the theology, but they were burnt and they were hurt because their heart wasn't guarded. Most people don't leave church over a theology clash. They were over, it's over a soured relationship. I can guarantee you most of the people in our church didn't leave, who have left, didn't leave because of theology clashes as much as they were hurt. And that's why the Bible says you've got to guard your heart. Jesus didn't say, I'm gonna send a flaming angel with a sword to stand and guard your heart. He said, you guard your heart. It's our job. Go back to point number one, you examine, you realize evil people live in the world and they hurt us, but then we allow the Lord to minister to us. We don't let it stay. We don't let it stay. We don't let it stay. The breastplate. Then feet fitted with the gospel of peace, walk in freedom. A wise person walks with the wise, who you're walking with. In order to stay free, you've got to walk with the right people. Listen, if you hang around five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five wise people, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five successful people, you will be the sixth. You hang around five idiots, you'll be the sixth. Make the choice today. You hang around five fools, you'll be the sixth. Those who walk with the wise will themselves become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Really great day to examine yourself and look who are you walking with. That's why church is so important. That's why church is essential. What else are we doing? We got the shield of faith, bam keeps you protected from all the fiery darts, able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. This is excellent news, do you know why? It means all the darts of the enemy can be quenched. Every fiery arrow 
the enemy sends your way can be quenched when you lift up that shield of faith. I remember standing as a mother for the life of my son as doubts and pain and discouragement and despair assaulted me, the fiery darts of the enemy and I would lift up my shield of faith. All my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. You wanna learn how to stay free or live in freedom, then you've got to armour up, my friends. The helmet of salvation keeps you free from the lies that the enemy uses to assault your mind. God wants to take you on the journey of realising your freedom today. The sword of the Spirit, it's the written Word of God. I spoke about that, wield it, wield it with everything you have. There is a scripture in the Bible to counteract every lie that the enemy tries to assault you with every day, but you gotta find it, it's right there. God, put that book, it's alive. The Bible says it's living and active and more powerful than any two-edged sword today. That's powerful. That book on your coffee table, on your night table, is not some history book, an ancient relic. What it is, is it's alive. It's vibing. (laughs) Read me. (laughs) Read me. (laughs) I have the answers to your problems. (laughs) I have encouragement for your sorrows. (laughs) I have comfort for your pain. (laughs) I have ministry for all who come to me. I have freedom for the oppressed and the bound. (sighs) All right. I've done my job. I've fulfilled my assignment. Stand to your feet. Because now it's up to you and the Holy Spirit. This is an important Sunday. Do not diminish the importance of this moment. And you can have this moment every day. Every single day. Those whom the Son sets free are free indeed. Close your eyes and lift your hands. Maybe today... You've been gifted the Liberty Bell, but you haven't been living in freedom and liberty. God's gift to you, freedom. Don't let it just be a gift you receive today, but let it be a life that you live. Thank you, Father, thank you. And today I just see that God is wanting to bring freedom. Many of you came with great weights in your heart of the struggles you have, addictions, addictions to all kinds of things, addictions to pornography, addictions to social media, addictions to shopping, addictions to food, things you've hidden. Listen, don't hide anything from God. What you hide, He can't heal, and He wants to heal you today. He wants to bring freedom to the areas where the enemy has snuck in and brought bondage. Ooh, I see freedom from the addiction to video games. Someone here today that's, and I'm not saying you shouldn't play video games, don't misquote me, but what I am saying, some of you, you've taken it to an unhealthy place and you disappear and you escape way more than is right and it's actually affecting your relationship. God wants to bring you freedom today. Some of you freedom from a spirit of control because you had a trauma back when you were a kid, what you've done is you've tried to micromanage everyone around you and you're running people away. Your husband doesn't like you, your kids resent you. And one day all those chickens are gonna come home to roost and God wants better for you. He doesn't want you to lose the respect of the people around you and lose your relationships. He wants to free you today. And even now I hear the Lord saying, those who are 
struggling with that spirit of control, you're, you're seeing it. You're seeing the fruit of it right now. You're seeing the squashing of the creativity in your household. And once bright, bright-eyed, vision-filled, creative kids are becoming dull and they don't know how to think and they're becoming despondent and despairing. Today on Freedom Sunday, I want you to stand with the Lord and examine yourself. Is that me? God set me free from that today. I don't want to squash what you've called me to develop. Some of you with bitterness, you've been terribly, terribly wounded and betrayed and because you haven't allowed the Lord to come in and heal your heart, the enemy snuck in and you're in bondage today. God wants to free you from that bitterness. And how we do that is we surrender it to the Lord. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make what they did to you right, but it means it is toxifying you and it's now affecting you and your line and your legacy. And God wants you to live in freedom today. He's got so much better for you. Father, I thank you right now for this beautiful group of people. Father, we thank you for your gift of freedom. And just as the Word says, we make a decision today to stand firm in our freedom, this liberty for which Christ has set us free and we refuse to be entangled again in a yoke of slavery or bondage. Father, I thank you right now for every heart here, every person, we make a commitment to going on the heart journey with you, the process with you to unshackle, to unattach and to detach from everything that the enemy has tried to shackle us with. We repent today, oh God, and we say to you, we're sorry. We're sorry for not taking and standing rightly in our freedom. Father, we thank you for your gift of freedom. We know that man didn't give it and what man didn't give, they can't take away. Freedom and liberty are your idea, God. And we receive them today. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the freedom of these people, every struggle, Right now we serve notice on the devil. I declare over you today your power over their lives, your lies, the whispers in their head at night. We break them from that in the Name of Jesus and we declare you are bound. We take authority over you right now in the Name of Jesus. And I declare, let me lift your hands. I'm gonna pre, uh, declare a scripture over you. Understand today, God canceled out every legal violation that, he, that was on record and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all, all our sins, our stained soul. He did it, deleted it all and it cannot be retrieved. So if you're in shame today over something that happened in your past, understand it's been deleted and it cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed on the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and the principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and the power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, somebody say the power of the cross. Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner, they were His. Come on, give God a shout. You are not captive. The Bible tells us that the spirits and the demonic forces that have risen against you 
Jesus has made them captive. You are a free man, a free woman in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.